Hello, 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 and welcome to the Behind the Curtain series, where from now until the end of the year, we're going to be letting you in on what it's like to be a part of the Step Queen Inner Circle. If you think that this podcast has changed your life, then being a part of the inner circle is a whole other level and we can't wait to let you take a peek inside. Each episode that we release from now until 2022 begins is going to feature some of our most vulnerable coaching conversations and some of our most profound and transformative takeaways that can be found buried inside of Step Queen courses and workshops. I hope that you enjoy this peek behind the curtain. Now, please excuse my voice as I try to introduce uh, this week's behind the curtain um, (laughs) episode. I'm sure it's no surprise that uh, I tell you that our family was very sick this last uh, little while. So I'm just getting over, just getting over it and just getting my voice back. So bear with me. You won't have to listen to me for long like this. Uh, But this week behind the curtain. We are uh, exploring, looking at one of Step Queen's most popular workshops. And that workshop is called Healing from Your Partner's Past. Now, I love offering this workshop because I cannot tell you how many stepmoms I've met who are like, am I ever going to get over the fact that my partner has already been there, done that with somebody else? Right. And maybe you've even had that thought. Am I ever going to get over the fact that my partner has already been married? Is my partner ever going to want to get married again? Maybe they don't. And maybe you're trying to figure out a way of coming to terms with that. Right. Maybe you're like, it's not fair. It's not fair that they've already had their babies and now they don't want to have any more. What can I do about that? So that is sort of the gist of what is what is included inside of uh, the healing from your partner's past workshop. And it's, it's for those reasons, this universal experience that we have as stepmoms that this healing workshop is probably one of, one of Step Queen's most popular workshops because we do share this experience between us where we have to essentially grieve a life that we once thought we were going to have. Like when we chose to get into a relationship with our partners, we have to... Uh, usually let go of a lot of things that we thought we were going to have in our futures in order to stay with our partners. So this is, this is, um, kind of the beginning, the beginning of the work of that workshop. The workshop's about two and a half to three hours long. So what you're about to listen to is the first half an hour or so of that workshop. And I hope that you get enough from it to figure out, you know, what is it that I do want? Why do I want to heal from my partner's past? What is it that I do want from that? Um, And I hope that this gets the ball rolling on being able to release any pain or or resentment or heartache that you might be carrying uh, because your spouse has already been there, done that. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this week's peek behind the curtain. Where would you take your life if you knew you could not fail. I get it. As a stepmom, mom, and entrepreneur, sometimes it can feel like what everyone else expects of you versus what you dream about for yourself. 
are on opposite ends of the spectrum. As a woman, you're taught from a very young age what society thinks you're worth based on how you look, how you behave, and how much money you're allowed to bring in. But I'm here to show you that you can be the woman who has it all and not just on the outside. I'm Brittany Lynch, and you are the queen of your castle. So I hope that you will, at the end of this workshop, have the tools and the support that you need in order to release any pain that you feel as a result of your partner's past so that you're able to love and enjoy your future. Uh, if you are anything like I used to be back when the losses I felt from my husband's first life were really, really, really heavy for me, then you might be saying things to yourself like, I don't know if anything would be able to make me feel better that my partner's already done all of these things with someone else. And if that's what's going on in your head right now, like I totally get it. Honestly, for the first few years, my stepson felt like just this constant reminder of my husband's first life. Like he'd come for his every other week and all I could see was his mom's face, right? I was obsessed, obsessed with having a baby because I wanted to feel like I mattered to my husband. But I was miserable about the prospect of my own pregnancy and my birth being less special, right? It was this weird paradox. I want it so bad, but mine isn't going to matter because you've already been there, done that. Um, I was so preoccupied with doing everything that I could to essentially be the opposite of my husband's ex and have the opposite relationship that they had that I found myself losing myself along the way, right? You know, the truth is that I wanted to reach those milestones for all of the wrong reasons. I... I was so focused on everything that I didn't have that my husband had already experienced that I was pushing everybody away. And I was living out of integrity with myself, with my morals, with my belief system. My health was suffering. The relationship I have with my husband was suffering. I was hiding in the bathtub every time my stepson would come over, numbing myself out with a bottle of wine. Like I was not the picture of emotional stability right? And it didn't matter how desperately I tried to prove to Seamus, my husband, who was my boyfriend back then. It didn't matter how desperately I tried to prove, like, I'm ready for this. I want this. I deserve this, right? There's no way he was convinced that I was ready to get married. There's no way he was convinced that I was like emotionally ready to bring a baby into the world because I was just off my, I was off my rocker, obsessed about all this stuff, obsessed about his old life. And like in hindsight, as much as it felt like at the time he was robbing me of this chance to be a mother, of the chance to be a wife, I was not ready to be a wife and I was not ready to be a mother. Like I was in no state to, to get to those milestones. So with what I'll be teaching you here today, this is how, this is one of the ways how I was able to get out of that really deeply insecure and tragically eternally sad state 
my wedding day turned out to be like one of the best days of my life, if not the best day of my life. Uh, we now have a wild little toddler. His name's Rory. He's almost three. He's the absolute light of my life. And when he was born and the midwife sang out, it's a boy, my husband wept tears of joy, right? Joy, pride. He was so happy. He was so excited. That moment was like one of the most special moments of my life, of my husband's life. And now, you know, my, my stepson and I are buds. He's not a walking reminder of his mother. He's a person. He's his very own person, right? Um, he's turning into a young man. And he's honestly been one of the biggest blessings in my life because without him, I would not be sitting here in front of you. So, you know, I honestly can say without him, I wouldn't have done all this soul searching. I wouldn't have done all this healing. I wouldn't have done all of this unpacking, all of this. I wouldn't have untangled the knot of a person that I was when I met my husband without my stepson. And each and every person on this call right now who goes through this training, who's in the stepmom story, who listens to the podcast, this would not exist, right? If it wasn't for my stepson. I hear all the time that our greatest spiritual teachers are not the people that we get along with the best, right? So I'm really grateful now that my husband and I have a really, really deep, strong, judgment-free, authentic relationship. I'm honestly completely convinced, 100% convinced that if he hadn't already been married once before me, our relationship would have ended in shambles. Like we wouldn't have made it to this point. If he hadn't already been married, if he hadn't already learned what he had, what he'd learned in the past, he would have been way done with me. Right. Um, the lessons that he learned from his first marriage breaking down ended up being kind of the strongest foundations of our current life. Seamus is, you know, he's my best friend in the whole entire world. And I'm so beyond grateful that I get to do life with him, you know, like this process that I'm going to be teaching you, it works. And I'm, I'm so excited and humbled and honored to be able to sit here in front of you and share it with you. Okay. Cause I, I get it. I get what that dark, heavy, sad place feels like. And I want nothing more than for every stepmom in the world, never have to feel like they have to be in that spot. Okay. So I do want to preface this by saying like, if you expect overnight transformation, don't. Okay. Just don't. Um, this has taken me seven years of stepmothering, a counseling designation, a hundred missteps, a hundred and one times, a thousand, a million and one times of forgiving myself for those missteps of effing up, right? Of figuring that out, of falling down and getting back up. And I'm still not perfect. I still find things coming up for me that need to be healed. But this is a lifelong process. And most of us who sign up to be stepmoms are signing up for life, right? We want this for life. Therefore, healing the stuff that comes up in our, in our stepmom journey becomes a lifelong process. Growing and evolving doesn't end. You never get there. There's no finish. You never get to the finish. But with that said, it becomes a lot easier when we have the right tools to support ourselves in that growth. So in this workshop, we're very literally going to be scratching the surface. Okay. So I want to be extra clear that the more you do practice this, the easier it becomes. And the easier it becomes, the less you will find 
your partner's past negatively affecting your future. And I also, I also want you to know again, like the stepmom story will be opening up. So if you decide like we got a lot of work to do, don't stress that we'll be ready to rock and roll again in a month. Okay. And one of the big reasons that I've decided to make the stepmom story a program and a community that you belong to for life is because transformation is like an onion. This healing process is like an onion. Most of us here are probably aiming, like I said, to be in our step families for life. But each time we peel a layer of our onion, we heal a layer, then there's something new underneath. And we're like, oh, okay, let's tackle this. So we tackle that. And then there's something underneath that onion. And each of those layers are just as important as the other one, but we're never done, right? Each time you think you've got it figured out, you don't actually have it figured out. Something else happens. Usually 99% of the time, something else happens. So just know that there are options to continue to support yourself on this journey of personal growth and evolution and in support of your step family and in support of yourself. Uh, it's not a race. You know, there's not a finish line. There's no first prize. There's no gold stars. This is your life. So I would invite yourself to really, or invite you to really give yourself the permission and the time and the space and the compassion that you need, that you deserve to be able to go through this as many times as you need to until it feels really good and really light and really easy. And like what an absolutely beautiful gift that you're giving to yourself, that you're peeling a layer of your onion here uh, I really want to acknowledge that. I really want to acknowledge you. Of all 50 people who signed up for this workshop, you are the only people here doing what is necessary to heal yourselves, right? That speaks volumes. Um, and you've set yourself apart. You've officially set yourselves apart by taking the action. That says to me that you're willing to do what it takes to build this life that you love living. And if there's something in this world that I admire it's people who are willing to do the hard thing now so that life can be easy later so think of this specific workshop like one muscle one muscle in your body it's like your biceps muscle in your body you're training your biceps muscle with this workshop and you and i both know that we can't expect to just do 10 bicep curls and then wake up tomorrow and be arnold schwarzenegger right you learn what exercises to do, you equip yourself with the tools, and you keep coming back day after day, exercise after exercise, until you build it up to a place where you legitimately feel like the queen of the world, like the queen of your step family, like the queen of your castle. Okay. So I also want to be really clear about this. Um, I'm not going to be teaching you how to convince or manipulate your partner into getting married or having kids or buying a new house or giving up custody if they don't want that. Okay. All of any of my clients would probably tell you that the work we do together has almost nothing to do with other people has almost nothing to do with changing the way other people live or behave or make choices for their own life. We're here for you. Okay, and only you. So if you came here for the permission to give an ultimatum, we'll get into that, okay? And I get it. Like all of this stuff that I say, sometimes I, can, I know that I can come across as harsh, but it's all is coming from like love, okay? Um, and I want you to know that your needs, your feelings, 
are 100% valid. So if having a baby is a need for you, but your partner is a hard no, we'll get into that. Okay. If getting married is a need for you, but your partner is absolutely never, ever, ever going to get married again, we'll get into that. Okay. The fact of the matter is that you and your partner, period, have different needs and different wants. Like full stop. You have different needs. You have different wants. You're different people, right? It's impossible that you would have the same needs and the same wants. The difference though is that wants are negotiable and needs are not negotiable. So we're going to get into that. Keep that in the back of your mind as we move through this. Okay. So who is already setting intentions in their lives? You wake up each morning, you set an intention for the day. Just go ahead and type a Y in the chat if you are. If you're not, no worries. Most people are not. Most people don't give a thought to what they want the day to look like, right? They just kind of go where the wind blows them. Um, that was me in the past. That is still me a lot of the time. <laughs> to be honest, if we're being honest here. Um, especially when I take on too much, I find myself falling back into that place, right? But intention setting, oh, look at all the whys. Megan, yes, Nikki, yes, Katie, yes, and yes, perfect, okay. And Desiree, I'm with you, sister, on that. It's, it's tough. Like, I want to be that person. I don't do well with planners. I know I need to be, but I don't do well. I have 100 million planner, day planners, like, scattered around with, like, three days written into them. So I get it, stuff. So. Often forget. So the thing is, we don't have to do necessarily daily intention setting for intentions to work. Okay. Um, I turn off with an inspirational quote on the front, never use it. Same girl, the cute cover. I need this planner. This is the one that's going to get me, right? This is the one. This is the ticket. Yeah, same. Same, same girl. Um, we don't necessarily need to do daily. It's good too, but we don't necessarily need to do daily intention setting to know where we're going. Okay. Um, the thing is, if you don't know where you're trying to go, then how do you know when you get there? Right? So this is why a lot of people in life are like, why is my life like this? Why don't I get what I want in my life? But they're failing to direct their attention to where it is that they do want to go. So again, if you don't know where you're going, how do you know when you get there, right? This is like one of my favorite analogies. It's like if you get into a taxi, you guys remember taxis, right? Before Uber, this is pre-Uber days, you get into a taxi and the driver says to you, all right, miss, where do you want to go? And you're like, I'm not sure, okay? And then the taxi driver's like, okay, and you're like, but I know I don't want to go to the airport. The taxi driver's like, okay, so you don't want to go to the airport, but like, where can I take you? Where do you want to go? And you're like, I really don't know. I just know I don't want to go to the airport. Okay. So like, this is how people live their lives. We're like, I know what I don't want in my life, but as far as what I do want, I'm not sure. I'm not sure when I'll know if I'm, I'm there or not. So my question now for you is how specifically will you know 
when you have released the pain of your partner's past? The answer to this, as with everything in Steph Families, is completely individual. It really depends on what specifically you feel stuck in. So I'd like you to spend a few minutes thinking about this. You can go ahead, jot it down in your journal, in your notebook, in your planner that has not been used, on your paper, whatever you're writing on. Uh, and I'll guide you through this exercise. What I would like you to do is to write this as if it's already happened. Okay. So today is whatever date in the future. I've made peace with my partner's past. I know this because, okay. So write it down as if it's already happened. It is already this day. This has already happened. So today is October 31st. I've made total peace with my partner's past. And I know this because specific, specific, specific. Okay. And when I say specific, that means that I should be able to see this happen if I took a video camera to your household. I should be able to observe this happening. I will know when it happens. It's not a feeling, okay? That yes is a part of it. So if you're comfortable with it, you can go ahead and share it in the, in the chat. One more thing I would like to say is like, this is going to look different for everyone. We're all on different journeys. So please don't compare yourself to anyone else, what anyone else says. Uh, we're all on different paths. We've all got different circumstances. I just wanna also make sure that whatever you've written down is like tangible enough to know. Okay, so I'll give some coaching if we're kind of a little bit in the realm of not being tangible. So like, for example, if you're like, I'll know I've made peace because I'll be happy. It's this day in the future and I'm happy. Okay. What is happy? What does happy look like to you? What does it mean to you? How do you know specifically that you're happy? Is it because you smile a lot, right? Like that's a tangible thing that you can see from being happy. Nikki says, I'll know I've made peace because I don't become immediately anxious and resentful when my partner's on the phone with the kids and their mom and they're all four talking together as if they were still one big happy family. Okay, great, Nikki. Thank you for sharing this. I would invite you now, we're going to restructure this a little tiny bit. We want to put this in a positive way, okay? So instead of I don't become anxious, what do you become, right? So when they're on the phone, how are you feeling instead? What are you doing instead? That's like the positive version of not being anxious. Okay. I know of my peace because when it comes time to spend time with Greg and the kids, I'm visibly excited to go to go join in. I often get ideas for something I want to do with one or both kids and invite them to do it. I have no feelings at all when their mom texts me. I smile and sing and dance in my home, even when other people are there. Yeah, great. That's awesome. Great job. Nikki, I'm at peace. I'm just grateful that my partner has a great relationship with his kids, even where that still involves her mom. Yeah, great. And you can take that a little further and be like, well, what does being at peace and grateful look like to you, right? Like what specifically, what behaviors are you engaging in? What does being at peace look like to you? Because it might look different for me as it looks like to you right? So again, 
This doesn't have to be done perfectly, but good questions to start asking yourself. How do I know when I'm there? How do I know when I'm at peace? How do I know when I'm grateful, right? What am I doing? What does my life look like? Because when we envision that, we create that, right? When we know what we're doing, we make that happen. Instead of, I want to be great, I don't want to be ungrateful. Okay, what does that mean, right? How do we become grateful? What does that look like? So now, you really, oh, I know I made peace when I no longer allow BM to change my day in a negative way. Okay, so what does that look like? If she doesn't change your, so does that look like when she calls, I get to, I stay happy right? When she does whatever, when I hear stuff about her, I ask people not to talk to me about her, right? Like I have that boundary up so I don't have to hear her voice. I don't want to hear it, right? Like what specifically, okay? So great job. Does that make sense? Everyone's clear? Okay, perfect. So now I'm leaving you with this decision, okay? You have the decision to remain committed to the problem, Resign yourself to experiencing that cost that we talked about a few slides back, paying that proverbial price, right? Or you have the decision to commit to the solution today, to bring this intention into reality, to make this more than just, I want to be happy. Now we get to bring this into reality. Now we get to make this our life. Okay. This is the fun part. This is where the magic happens. This action is where the magic happens. So which are you going to choose? If you're committed to the solution, Go ahead and type an S in the chat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. I saw a question up here, Desiree. Look at all the S's, solution girls. Yes. How do you flip this to be positive wording? When his ex brings up memories from the past or wants to do things they used to do together, I don't feel a pit in your stomach. Okay, so we might get in, we're probably going to cover this. It's probably a bigger thing. Um, we'll probably get into this. I'm just going to leave, I'm just going to leave that because that's like the point. <laughs> that's the point of this workshop. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Um, yeah, that will cover that. If not, you can ask at the end and we'll, we'll clarify that for you. Okay. So round of applause for all of our solution seekers. Yeah. Here we go. So there's my button here. Let's click this. Trying to, sorry, I'm just getting my screens all arranged here. So what prevents stepmoms from finding peace, happiness, gratitude? Okay. If the secret to finding peace about your partner's past was loading some more knowledge, some more information into that big, beautiful brain of yours, then most of you probably wouldn't be here, right? Like, I'll tell you right now, almost nothing made me feel worse about myself as a new stepmom than reading how-to books for stepmoms or reading like, this is just the way life is going to be now, right? <laughs> like, uh, I'm sorry, what? Like, I, I don't know. Uh, what? But a lack of knowledge was not my problem, right? Chances are pretty good if you're here you've probably spent a minute or two in the Google wormhole, whether that's on blogs or in Facebook groups or on podcasts. We're always looking for that like one answer that's just going to make it 
just, I just need that one more answer. Just that one answer is going to make everything okay, right? We search to the ends of the internet to try and just find that one thing that's going to change it for us. And don't get me wrong, right? Like searching for answers, there are lots of great answers out there. And if you've spent hours on hours devouring content on how to make this step family life work for you, then cheers, right? Because that shows that this is important to you. That shows a lot of the gumption on your part. But the truth is that more knowledge is not the ticket. Okay. The truth is if I said to you, okay, this is how to find out if your partner actually wants another baby. Go ask your partner if they want another baby, ask them for a yes or a no. Right. If I said that to most people, if I said, and if having a baby isn't relevant to your situation, then whatever that looks like, relocating, buying another house. But if I said, in order to find out if your partner wants to have another baby, go ask them for a yes or no answer. What comes up for you when I say that? If I said, here's the steps, here's the knowledge, here's the steps. Go to your partner, ask them for a yes or a no about getting married, buying your dream house, having a baby. If Sally, if I'm saying this to Sally and Sally's like most stepmoms, Sally probably is not going to ask, right? She might ask, but if her partner says no, she probably won't hear that no. She'll hear, this is my opportunity to convince them otherwise, right? They don't really mean no. I'm going to convince them. I'm going to Google how to change your mind. <laughs> there's a podcast on this. I, there's got to be. <laughs> been there. Hashtag been there. Found it. Okay. Um, from there, then, we get on this hamster wheel of like, why am I not good enough to have a baby with when the ex was, right? Why am I giving up my evening as I'm weekends for kids when I'm never going to have any of my own? What are some ways I can change my behavior to convince my partner that they do, in fact, want another baby, that they do, in fact, want to get married again, that they do, in fact, want to double our mortgage payment on this big fancy house? <laughs> How can I change my behavior? Alternatively, if Sally's like many other stepmoms, then she won't ask her partner for an answer because she doesn't want to hear the no, right? Hearing the no is definite. Hearing no means that she might have to decide if having babies is a need or a want. Hearing no means, might mean, that she has to decide now if she's going to stay with her partner who does not want the same things as her or not, right? So as you're beginning to realize, there's the how-to and then there are all the onion layers underneath the how-to, okay? There's all the big questions of what if and self-worth and self-love and having the confidence to say, these are my needs and I'm going to get them met and I'm not wavering to make you comfortable, right? So if you've ever wondered like, or like as we move forward or ever in knowing me, if you're ever like, why is Brittany taking me down this rabbit hole? <laughs> I promise there's usually, usually a method to my madness. Okay. Cause I really want nothing more than to see you heal from your partner's past. This is the best way I know how to facilitate that. So I hope that what you have listened to so far has given you some sort of direction as far as, you know, what exactly do you have to focus on 
in order to be able to heal from your partner's past. Now, of course, that is just the beginning of the workshop. As the workshop goes on, we get into the real nitty gritty um, as far as, you know, how to kind of untangle all of all of the feelings that you have around your partner's past life, including, you know, why does it feel so bad when the kids bring up their other parent during Christmas time? Uh, Why do I feel so jealous when I find pictures of my spouse and their ex stashed in the attic? So as the workshop goes on, you know, we start to untangle all of the feelings wrapped up around that. And then I take you through my four-step emotional flow process that you can use when you have big feelings about your partner's past come up and then get yourself out of this out of this kind of thought spiral where you take yourself into into the dark place <laughs> thinking all of the bad things about about your spouse and and your spouse's ex um, and through that process I also help you to figure out you know what what need is not being met in your current status of your relationship and the current circumstances of your relationship in order to make you feel the way that you are feeling, right? Because if our needs are getting met in our relationships, then we don't feel like we're missing out on things. So the four-step emotional flow process that we that we do go through at the end of the workshop helps you identify what are my needs that are not being met and how can I get those needs met instead? So in other words, the rest of the workshop helps you to really uh, bring everything full circle as far as processing the emotions, discovering the needs that you have that are not currently being met, and coming up with a strategy um, in order to get those needs met so that you and your spouse can have a more connected, more fulfilling relationship without you feeling like you're always taking a backseat, without you feeling like you're always the one making the sacrifices. So if you do want to get uh, access to that four-step emotional flow process and the remainder, the remaining two hours of the workshop, you can do that right now. Um, I have made this workshop available. Usually registration is closed, but I've made it available so that you can get into it right now if you want to. You just have to go to brittanylynch.podia.com. I'll make sure to link that up in the show notes. Uh, That's brittanylynch.podia.com. And this specific snippet that you were listening to was from the healing from your partner's past workshop. So all you've got to do is go to brittanylynch.podia.com, find the healing from your partner's past workshop, tap view product, and it'll take you so that you can access it and continue on where we left off. So with that, I'm about to take off to go rest my voice, and I will see you back here in a couple of weeks for our last episode of Behind the Curtain. Take really good care, and thanks for tuning in. I hope this episode got your wheels turning and showed you just how powerful you are. I would invite you to take 30 seconds and tap subscribe to this podcast. When you subscribe to the podcast, then rest assured you will never miss an episode. And in no time, spinning your wheels will be a thing of the past. Thank you for listening and subscribing. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if after you subscribed, you jumped on over and left me a five-star review and better yet, a written review. I am on a mission to let every mom and stepmom know that you can create the life of your dreams. And I need your help to change the world. 
The world needs us. Thank you so much for subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. I will see you next week. For more behind-the-scenes action and to get really up close and personal with me and our beautiful step family, jump on over to Instagram and follow me at the step queen. Don't be shy. Send me a DM. Tag me in your posts. Tag me in your stories. Let me know what you're up to and what about the podcast has been blowing your mind. I cannot wait to get to know you better. And Instagram is my jam. I love you so much. I love you so much. Make it rain, girlfriend. <laughs>